This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And just like that, it's Wednesday again. The weather is slightly better. The Springboks won. All positive, positive things happening on this Wednesday morning. Obviously not all positive, but we are thinking positive this morning or trying to at least. Um, if you've just joined us, you are on Bump and Beyond with me, Yulandi Becker. And as always, we are chatting parenting. And today specifically, we are talking potty training. I think potty training is one of the most talked about, um, like topics when it comes to parenting. And, um, it's a funny topic because really, in all honesty, sometimes I wonder why we overthink it so much. I've never honestly met a, a healthy adult who doesn't know how to use the toilet. Um, so, <laughs> um, I mean, I also don't ask the question uh, to adults that often that I also have to say. But that's what makes this, fi- this show so fun is because we are allowed to on this show to talk about poop, to talk about pee. Very loosely used words, vagina and penis, without even wondering about it, because it is relevant to the topic of parenting. And I do have to say that I am still in the phase where fart jokes are still funny. Uh, my son is 12, so we do have an appropriate amount. I mean, I have to say other things have also now entered the fray, but I won't divulge that on live radio. <laughs> you might not think it is funny. Uh, as always, I want you to join in the conversation of potty training. Did you go through potty training? Are you planning? Because the weather is warming up now, so it is season of potty training. <laughs> Holidays are often also one where people are thinking about, okay, it's December, I'm at home with my child, let me do it. They're at the appropriate age. So it is a, a relevant time to start talking about potty training. And we want you to join into the conversation, of course. Share, are you planning on doing it? Have you done it? How was it? Was it a disaster? Did you overthink it? Did you overdo it? Did you have funny accidents? That would be really cool to share. Um, of course, as always, you can telegram us on 061 895-1019. Uh, you can also SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 150. And if you are so inclined, you can, of course, also email us on instudio at chaifm.com. But I do think Telegram, I feel, is so much easier. Um, so please just send it to us. Um, you can also find, obviously, all our details on chaifm.com. Where you can directly you just click on the little thing, the icon, and it goes to Telegram and it's done and you don't even have to think about it. Very easy as always. I had a very different, and I mean, I always emphasize the fact that children are different. Even siblings, they have the same parents, the same environment, completely different people. And I don't know why I'm always so surprised by it because me and my siblings are also very different. Um, even the way we pee because I sit down and they stand up because they're boys and I'm a girl. <laughs> but with my two children, it was very different. I have to say with Oscar, my firstborn, I really, I didn't even think about it to be honest. Like it was like we went to school, um, and he was, he only started going to kindergarten, um, when he was 18 months. 
And he was starting close to two years. He was getting close. He was definitely before two years already um, because he was turning two in September. And then the teacher just randomly, again, I wasn't even thinking about it. I don't know what I was thinking about, but definitely not that. And then the teacher just told me, it's like, uh, Oscar has shown some interest in potty training. Uh, should we go for it? And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and it was honestly, I felt like the only thing we did was I took the diaper on and I put it uh, like uh, underpants on and that was it. That was it. There was very few accidents. I never had to make him pee in the garden or something. It was like very like kind of easy. There was a little bit of an interesting situation with the number two um, with pooping, that he enjoyed pooping in his diaper, which was very interesting. He would literally come to me and say, I need to poop. And then we put the diaper on and he wanted privacy. It was really funny. Uh, but it wasn't, it was really very easy. And also another thing, which again, I didn't really think about it. Only later with my daughter where it changed. Um, he came, um, yeah, he also, it was literally at night. He was, also potty trained we had a potty next to his bed and he peed in the potty at night if he needed to which wasn't often and that was it so it was really like so when emmy came i actually did really think about it a little bit i was like planning it she's now in december um she was born in december so she turned two in december so maybe that's why because i knew she wasn't going to be in school. She's going to be at home. Should we do it? And the, again, the school kind of approached me and said, um, it's time. Should we do it? And they wanted to help me a little bit. So it was again before she turned to not the same experience whatsoever <laughs> with Emmy. It was a very different experience. Um, Firstly, with her, it wasn't just putting, uh, there was lots of accidents. She, she was kind of determined that she wanted to wear, uh, a, a, a panty, but she was definitely not ready. Also, the nighttime, oh my word, it went from, um, peeing once at night to wetting her bed like multiple times. So the journey with her was very, very different. Um, and I really, then I realized, oh, okay, it's maybe not as easy as what I thought. It depends on the mm -hmm. child. But that's what this topic is about today. And as always, I can talk about this and tell you what I did with Emmy. I'll share a little bit as we probably go along. But as always, I get in the experts to help us on this conversation. Again, we want you to be part of the topic. So if you have any questions or insights, maybe tips, because that's also important, please do share it with us on Telegram or on SMS. Again, the Telegram number 061-895-1019. But joining me today is occupational therapist, Megan Haman. Hello, Megan. Hi, Yolani. How are you? I am doing fine. I am already potty trained and both my children as well. <laughs> Excellent and 10 start. And 12, we are now done with it. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but it is also one of those funny topics where I really can remember so clearly what happened. So it is funny how you remember these things uh, very clearly. But it is, a, like I said, a very relevant topic. Uh, as I mentioned, both my kids, I feel it's potty training season at the moment. Yes. Um, but what is kind of the average age that children do get potty trained? 
So uh, it's such a difficult one to to really answer. You know, some some people push it at eighteen months, which is is incredible, and then we have children who very normally only do it after three. Um, again, and it's normal for them. But about two and a half to three is really where we where I would say is the most normal age. Yeah. You know. Um, for them, they can communicate with us. They can help us get pants on and off, get panties on and off. If you manage it a bit earlier, like your kids, I mean, that's great. But two and a half to three would be Full disclosure, good. like I said, Oscar, definitely. He was two. I was very close to two where it happened. Yes. With Emmy, I pushed mm-hmm. it a little bit. Again, with the whole intention of she's going mm-hmm. to school. But to be honest, in the end, she actually only potty trained closer to two and a half years. Here we go. Um, and she was only off night nappies closer to four and a half years. Which is also so normal. And I think we don't talk about this enough. That nighttime is really difficult. We're asleep. Things feel different. Um, there's a bit of panic that comes in for the kids. If you have a deep sleeper, then their bladder just releases everything. You know, there's, there's so many things to think that's, about. That's exactly don't... what happened with Amy. She was such a deep, and I mean, to this day, she's such a deep sleeper that she kind of just, she sometimes woke up only the next morning to realize she had peed in her bed. <laughs> well, and I mean, what can you do? You can't be cross with them. You can't. It's just how their bod- little bodies work. So nighttime needs a bit more time. Um, and if you're potty trained in the day and not at night, that's okay. You know, we don't we don't need both right away. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to this topic to get into it a lot more just after this break. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. If you've only just joined me, you are on Bump and Beyond on 101.9 High FM with me, Yolandi Becker. And as always, we're talking parenting today, potty training. Nice that we're talking about poop and pee that needs to go in the toilet. Isn't that a fun topic? And I'm joined by occupational therapist Megan Hamann to talk about what you need to know as a parent. Of course, as always, I want you to join in the conversation. So if you have any questions or add-ons, please do send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or you can SMS us at 34519. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty. So, um, Megan, before we went to the break, we specifically said that there's no real age. I mean, it's generally around two and a half, three years. We said normally that um, children or toddlers do potty train. Can be sometimes a little bit uh, uh, earlier, but also later, especially with nighttime nappies. And this is something I also, in my profession, hear all the time, because obviously I do work in the mommy uh, area and sleep area, and lots of moms don't understand that it might be different for the daytime potty training and the nighttime potty training. And just because your child is successfully doing it during the day, it doesn't mean that they are going to successfully do it at night. So when does it become abnormal to still be waking up or wetting the bed? Or when should you be taking the nighttime nappy away? Should you force it? Should you not? What should be happening there? I think the best way to look at it is, are we potty trained in the day? 
So let, let's separate them in our heads. Get the day sorted first mm-hmm. and then look at the night. So the day is sorted. We're in a routine. We have our nappy on at night and we, when we wake up in the morning, are we dry? So if we're dry for a couple of days, maybe a week, then we can look at the potty training at night, you know, making sure they're going to the toilet before, as soon as they wake up, we're stopping liquids um, rather than trying to do both at the same time. It's too much. It's, it's, there's too much change um, in one go. So to break it up like that into steps and then have success in those steps, you know, they know that they're making a mistake and I, we often see it. They get panicked, they get anxious and we don't want that for our little ones. We want relaxed. We want easy. So let's break it up. Yeah. Um, it sounds good for me. I like the idea of breaking up. And it's just <laughs> like you said, we, I think we over, uh, oh, underestimate how, big of a change it is for them to get used to. And at that age, there's also so much development taking place. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is one aspect of it that you're thinking of, but at that age, so much emotional development, so many things happening. So you know how it is with those toddlers and two-year-olds. It's like if you give them a blue cup and they want a red cup. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. So these small things, and it's not a small thing. Body training is actually quite a big thing. But how do we now know then when is our toddler actually ready to start the process? If it's not like, oh, they're two or what, how do we know? So I think the really nice thing about toddlers is that they're going to tell us what's happening in their brains. They very much want to be independent. And we have a huge independent like bubble burst at about two. We want to be like mom and dad. We want to be like big sister or big brother or cousins or whoever. And so that really often prompts what we're, what we're seeing in, in the um, party training. Also, is there interest? Do we want to see what's in the toilet when mom goes? And that's a great step to bring in from a little. When mom goes to the toilet, they can, I mean, they follow you in any way. You no. know, there's no sense of privacy when you're a mom. <laughs> That's the truth. I also wanted to mention that it's like, a, they're there from the start. <laughs> but show them, look, mommy's flushing the toilet. It's going away. Mommy's wiped to bum. Mommy's washing her hands. If you've got boys, let them follow dad in. Let them follow mom in. Let them see what's happening in your, in your, in your routine so that that interest starts developing. Um, if they trying to take off their nappy, that's also a really nice, clear indication of we're ready. We want to do it. But for me, another big one is can they get themselves dressed and undressed? Because oh, otherwise going to have an accident and we don't, I mean, accidents are not fun. So can we, can we even just get our pants down? Why toddler pants must have buttons, I do not understand. Like, it makes no sense to me. Please just buy elasticated leggings and let's move on with life. But put little girls in dresses. But can they do I want to have those only for adults as well. Yeah, actually, let's be fair. And if we're at home, we don't need to be wearing shoes. We don't need to worry about shoes and stuff. But is there that interest that I have to get all these layers off first? Um, is for me, a really nice, clear indication also of we want to do it. And, you know, they're going to want to touch it. That's also another indication of what... Oh, you know, touch it. You're talking about the poop and pee. Yes, because that's <laughs> how toddlers learn, by touching things. So if they want to touch... We have to have the conversation of washing hands and we don't touch that. But again, it's a clear indication of I want to know what's going on with my body. 
and we can take it from there. So uh, another question now is because you've mentioned they show interest. Obviously, we go to, to the toilet on the toilet and not in a potty. So what is best? I mean, I, um, again, my son... He went on the potty very mm. easily. My daughter kind of, she completely skipped. She was never keen on yeah. a potty. I don't know if that's a boy-girl thing. I don't know. But what is best? What is there a better or a worse way? So I don't, I don't actually think there's a better or worse way. There's a what works best for your family. And I think we're going to come back to that quite often. I'm a huge believer in what works for your family isn't going to work for somebody else's family so in your family if it works to have a potty in the lounge because your bathroom is up a whole flight of stairs and on the other side of the house great less chance of accident we've got interest we can clean it up problem solved but if your your bathroom is right next door and your child prefers the toilet we're going to have to get to the toilet anyway yeah. so why not start there the only thing, though, is a toilet is scary. It's got a very big hole. And a lot of the children ask, am I going to fall in? Which is a great question because they 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 don't feel safe. So you get those, um, they, like, shrink the size of the toilet. Yeah, you like the seats, like a bumbo seat type of thing where you yeah. can actually go sit on the, or exactly. they can go sit on the toilet. So, so that, I think, is a really nice transition step. Um, but then also making sure that their feet are on something. So having like a little stool because it, it gives them safety and security, but it also helps the position. So when we go to the bottom, specifically when we're pooing, we need to be in a squat position to help gravity and it eases pain and discomfort, even for adults to take note for, for, for all of us. So to have us to have something on their feet to raise their feet up really also helps that situation safety wise making them feel secure but then also giving gravity a, a chance to work no I, I mean i have to say for me with my daughter it was much nicer that she kind of went to the toilet yes the nighttime was a little bit less nice because I, like i said before <laughs> my son actually went to go pee sometimes yeah. in the potty but I also worked on the independence. We had a toilet very close to Ooh. their rooms. So we had little night lights that actually went on at oh, nice. night to kind of guide their way all the way to the toilet where they nice. could then go. And it's actually still is there. Those little uh, motion detector lights kind of um, guided them towards it. And these are the little things that we, we we want to share with all of you yes. because it's silly things like that that can make a really big difference. And like Megan mentioned, this is the age where children want to do things independently. So guide them towards what they can do. They might not do it from the start, but if you at night walk with them this way, Every night and go with them to the toilet when they call you. They are going to eventually, I can promise you, do it on their own. We do have a question, but I do actually think you've already answered it, Megan. Should a child be able to communicate in, and engage with you before you try to potty train them? I, I really do think so. I, I mean, so we're talking, let's talk like normal, typical children that can communicate. Um, I think is an important aside. Because they need to be able to say to you, this is what's happening in whatever way that they can communicate um, with you. And it really, it helps because you can communicate with them. They can communicate 
with you. I know there's a huge movement going around about um, elimination communication, which is right from the beginning. You put tiny, tiny babies on potties and you practice um, essentially not wearing a nappy. But even then, they have some form of communication and they they use facial expressions mostly. But again, that doesn't work for everybody. But for normal, every normal children, I would say some form of communication. Is- and I mean, a friend of mine, she very successfully had her um, children, uh, like, I wouldn't say potty trade, but they, they did go on a potty mm. already from when they were babies. And when they did the transition, it wasn't really a transition. They were already used to do it. So she did say, I do have to say that, I mean, they were very committed to doing that. So I do think it takes a lot of time commitment and also, um, intuitiveness with regards yeah. to seeing your child's s- signals and signs. Mm. And to be honest, it's something that I don't feel every parent have, including me. I, I was, I'm really, if someone tells me about crying and sends me crying things and it's like, what kind of cries this is like, it's cry. cry. I was like, I can't, but there are moms who are very in tune with these things. And that's a great thing. It doesn't make you worse or a better mom. No. If you are able to do, I'm better at other things. And that's, <laughs> I think that's, again, we're going to come back to what's going to work in your family. Yeah. And what? exactly. You have to find what's going to work. But that's what I did learn about that whole thing when, because they were actually here with us visiting us from Germany for like a week. And I saw that they were doing these things with their children. And I was like amazed. I couldn't believe I was like, did I miss out on an opportunity? <laughs> like when I was very amazed at how well it worked. Mm. But what I also realized, and this is something, um, that you can also, even when you're going into potty training, that I think is a really helpful tip, is that you need to know that like children's bowel movements, just like they're eating and they're sleeping, is quite in a pattern. And before you actually start with the potty training process, I would suggest that for a week or two beforehand, you actually start the writing down when your child poos and when you change their nappy and when they pee. And then you might have a little bit of a pattern um, by the time, because then you know, like approximately every day at 8 a.m., my son has a poop. And then, I mean, I don't know now what it is, but you can write it down. Yes. And then when you go into the car, you would be less worried that they're going to be having an accident because you would see that, oh, it's quite predictable, these patterns. If you've only just joined me, this is 101.9 m This is Bump and Beyond with me, Yolanda Becker, and I'm speaking to Megan Haman about potty training. Thank you for those who've sent in questions already. And if you want to be part of the conversation, we encourage it. So please do send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or send us an SMS on 34519 and join in the conversation of potty training. Uh, next one that we've now spoken about, Megan, mm. is, is the accidents. How, how, how should we deal with it? Is it a common thing? Should we be worried about it? My own experience, I have to say, I was overly concerned. <laughs> Why were you overly concerned about accidents, Yolandi? Especially about, like, in the car. It's like, yes. I mean, every time I put them in the car, it's like, please don't pee in my car seat. <laughs> in my really expensive car seat. Please don't do it. I mean, you know, I, I'm a, a therapist, as we said. I mean, we have children who pee in, in ball pits. And, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, 
That is not fun. I'm never allowing my child in the ball pit ever again. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wouldn't. In a therapy setting, we wash it thoroughly and we sterilize it and it takes very long. But um, I could equate that to a car seat. I mean, a car seat is fabric. So I hear you. I hear you. It's it's definitely um, stressful. But, you know, they're normal. We're learning a new skill. Um, when you learn to drive, did you almost crash a few times? I'm sure some people did crash and it's an, it's a new skill, you know, so we can, we can see it from that perspective. It's also learning about that feeling and how to hold it. So not only in potty training are we learning how to go, but we also learning how to stop ourselves from going in situations where we don't want to. So in that respect, accidents are very normal, but something that um, actually, another parent said to me the other day was what they did was they put their child in nappies just for the car rides because for her, it was too stressful to be stressed about it. So just for that 10-minute or that 20-minute car ride, quick nappy on and where they got to where they needed to be, nappy was off. Um, because it didn't, and it didn't disrupt the rest of the party training. It just gave her peace of mind. Um, during that. To be honest, like I said, I overthought about this way too much. And in all honesty, with both my children, I had no accidents in the car. Sure. <laughs> I never I'm had an accident in the car. I, I think I was so stressed out about it for absolutely <laughs> no reason. It's very seldom kind of happens. And I think children will tell you, I, I do have to say we ha- have been driving and then my children would tell me, Hey, I need to pee. And then we stopped yeah. and they peed or whatever, or we found a place to pee, but mm. they kind of also started realizing that feeling. And that's part of potty training, as you mentioned, is that feeling that they get of when it should be happening. Because I feel also that some parents, um, I think we also do it with feeding our children is that we um we we forget to actually ask them about it and yeah. to to follow their instinct with regards to it and follow their feeling with mm-hmm. it because i've also heard of moms who let their children then sit on the potty for hours on end reading wanting them to go and in the end i feel you're just stressing your you're making it must be so boring to sit on a toilet for an hour uh, only men do that that's not <laughs> the rest of us don't do that so I, I I don't feel that's helpful when you're doing something like that. But is it also the next question? Because we're very strongly running out of time. But before, let me first ask, there's someone who sent a question as well. Sure, of course. How do you manage your own anxiety and your child's anxiety in potty training? It can sometimes be quite stressful. If potty training is being taught at school for you to need to carry it through at home, so I see a lot of success in it being being done at school because they follow the leader. And I mean, learning things by follow the leader style is the best way for toddlers because they want to be like their friends. So if it's being done at school, I wouldn't stress too much about it. I would ask, what are they doing at school? Are they doing it in a routine so that you can replicate that on the weekend? But I would try not to stress too much about it. And I know that's very hard to say for moms because it is so stressful. But it does happen. It it and it will happen. They there are very few children that we see that never potty train, and for that there's a very specific reason. And even we've had children come to us at five struggling with potty training when we look at it from a therapeutic perspective and we get them potty trained. Um so there's hope. 
there is hope. There's hope. Um, more on this after the break. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker. Is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. If you've just joined me, unfortunately, we are very quickly starting to run out of time. And luckily, this show and all of my shows are available on a podcast on hivem.com. I've been speaking the whole time today with Megan Haman, an occupational therapist. Thank you so much for joining me, Megan, um, for today to talk about um, potty training. Where can people reach you? Um, thanks, Yolandi. It's been really great. I work at a practice um, called Hope Studio in Randburg, so they can contact me through the website, or um, my, I'm happy for people to drop me an email. It's Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N, at O-T-N-C-I.com. Great. Thank you so much, Megan. It was really great. We're going to have to continue this. I didn't even get to half my question. No, that's great. I'm, I'm willing when you are, when you have time. <laughs> great. Really Thank you so much, Megan.